You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it. We've got Bush. Fuck, do you like to fuck? It's just money shots, uh, chairs all over there. Those guys with bang bus think they're a good deal. Dude. My dick is small. What's up, Drunk Marks and Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to the Drunk Wrestling History episode formerly known as Drink Up. I'm your designated host, Adam, and they are the Drunk Wrestling Historians. This is Eddie. I'm drunk, I'm old, I'm fucking tired, and I work with fucking children. And this is Scott, the man of a thousand and four drinks. I just want to point out the reason why I state this episode is that, as established in the last episode, we came up with a new name that was generated by AI. But in solidarity with the WGA and SAG, I am choosing not to acknowledge that name until there is a fair deal that they can strike up. Hmm. All right. I like that. Okay. I'm, a, uh, I'm a union guy. All Go right. SAG. So we're uh, we're still 205 Jive then. Or because that was homemade, we came up with that one. That's yeah, we and we also wrote it before the strike. Yeah, if it was before that, I'd say that's okay. I would just say just not until uh, not until there's a deal. Okay, should we technically just stop the show until then? Like, no. I mean, we are writing. Like, I did write a whole page of or a couple pages of notes for this episode with a couple jokes built into it. But we're also not affiliated. We're just in solidarity with them. So we're working as scabs now. No, wait. No, we're not. Uh, well, I do have an IMDb page, so... Yeah, that's right. Oh, it's got shit. I technically oh, am a scab by doing this show with you guys, so... You know, I believe if you'd been... Well, no, that obviously wouldn't have been a SAG uh, production, but I was going to say, I think you have to do two things in a year to get um, SAG membership. I was going to say, if you had done one more that year, but obviously that that's... Um, if that only I had done Gay of Thrones too. <laughs> I actually didn't even realize you were referring to that. I forgot about that. Yeah, you forgot that you updated my IMDb page with that bullshit. Yeah, I put your um I updated your height and um your um your resume. I added Gay of Thrones. <laughs> Wait, what did your... you update my height to? <laughs> I think five feet, didn't I? You didn't you see that? <laughs> At least you didn't put three apples. Adam, can you fact check that? Just go to IMDb and search his On name, it. but I've been with three apples. <laughs> I need a fucking beer. <laughs> well, what are you drinking? I'm drinking, uh, actually, you left this here. Okay. I've got a little hell or high watermelon oh, action going yeah. on. yeah. It's good, good stuff, shit. cold, dude, especially when it's like 100 degrees outside. Mm -hmm. Fuck yeah. I almost bought a tall can of that. It was in BevMo. Um, I've, I mentioned this on Twitter, so you guys who follow us on Twitter know... Um, one of my favorite breweries is going out of business. It's called Anchor Brewing, and they make this beer. It's called Steam Beer. I love it. And I'm trying to buy as much of it as I can. 
And I saw last night at like 1 a.m. that BevMo had six cases of it. I went there to buy them today. They sold out before I got there. Son I of a bitch. I should have bought them off the app last night. And um, But I saw a tall can of uh, Hell or High Watermelon. I almost bought it for tonight. But instead of that, I'm drinking a white ale called Old Pal that I got from Lazy Dog, which is the beer restaurant that I go to. That I don't know I don't know where that is in the country. But um, also, you were kind of um, giggling when we started. Do you want to explain the uh, green screen situation over here? <laughs> Why am I explaining your green screen situation? Well, I don't know. I, th- I thought you might want to th- say what's on my green screen. <laughs> It looks like it's, a fucking dinosaur head. You don't recognize it? From from Vince's office. That's Vince's dinosaur. Oh, that, you're ridiculous, that's a, dude. That's the dinosaur he banged the paralegal in front of. You're fucking ridiculous. <laughs> that's now my, my uh, background for um, StreamYard. You could at least fucking Photoshop like a bukkake on it. So it'd be like. <laughs> I can do that. I could probably do that right now while we're recording. But, well, I mean, no, um, no, no, no need for that. But like, it would be funny for the next episode to have like dinosaur bukkake head. Next week. Next week. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> There's something to look forward to. Um, okay. Well, so quickly since, out by. <laughs> since Adam is looking up your IMDb profile, <laughs> I just have one thing. Did go you find ahead. it? Yes. It, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You can uh, yes. do that first. Uh, his parents of the toys that made us. And Gay of Thrones. <laughs> and what's and my height? Oh, height is... Where is it? 5'3". Five, 5'3". Three. Five, three. <laughs> it was a fiasco <laughs> updating that too, dude. You can't just go in and update it. You have to make a pro account. And I think I had to like give him my credit card. Like I went through a lot. It took, And then it's like a two-day process. It was a ordeal updating that IMDb, but it was worth it. Yeah, uh, yeah totally worth it. Yeah, but um, so, uh, but also with the toys that made us and Gay of Thrones, you could also see uh, his official website that's listed on here, which is a link to Drunk Wrestling History. I should have put Lemon Party. <laughs> oh fuck. my god! You fuck. <laughs> I wonder if I could. I wonder if I could still change that. I should change the scroll <laughs> at the bottom of this to Lemon Party. No, um, no, don't do that, dude. <laughs> don't do that. It's fucking wrong. Um, He's so, famous. Quickly, before Adam gets into what we're going to be talking about today, um, I want to follow up on something I sort of uh, alluded to last week about 1-800-COLLECT. Um, I looked up the information because I had like a tiny bit of information enough to where it's like, maybe this is a funny story, but I don't have enough to finish the story. Um, since it's wrestling related, because you can't watch wrestling in the early 90s or early 2000s without seeing 1-800-COLLECT uh, commercials. Fair. That's what true. It, what it was was... AT&T made their own version of it. It was 1-800-OPERATOR. But apparently nobody can spell, so they would spell operator with an E uh, uh, instead of an O at the end. So they spelled O-P-E-R-A-T-E-R instead of O-R. 1-800-COLLECT bought that number. So if you dialed 1-800-OPERATOR with an O, it would route you to 1-800-COLLECT. So they jumped on people using AT&T's number who were spelling it wrong. So you'd be trying to use AT&T version, you'd end up using 1-800-COLLECT. And um, after a few months of it, AT&T figured it out, and they ended up changing the number to 1-800-CALL-ATT. <laughs> yeah, they're like giving away business inadvertently. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. Let's hear it for public that's schools. brilliant. <laughs> and um, that's all I wanted to get into before Adam gets into uh, what we're doing. Well, it's not that. What just uh, popped up. That. 
Um, no, it's not. Yeah. That was a also, uh, you said what you're drinking. I've got some LaCroix. Nice. Nice. And uh, make sure you head over to whatamaneuver.net. Get those Drunk Wrestling History t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, and onesies, especially for miniature drunk marks and drunk marquettes that you have. You can make them look like a true drunk wrestling historian, as well as you, when you wear it. Head over to whatamaneuver.net and buy a fucking shirt. Buy a fucking shirt. Damn it. The shit ain't cheap. That's true. We need the money. And (laughs) SAG and or or the WGA needs money. Please help them out. For this week's episode in uh, the second week of our half-assed WrestleMania X7 month, (laughs) this is going to be dedicated to Joni Lauer, the, the ninth wonder of the world. This is all about China. I figured I'd just get that right out of the way. Right out of the way. It's an elephant fixed. in the and room. The, and the sound works. It was broken last week. So I got it. it I, got, I got it fixed. I got it fixed. <laughs> and it was going to come up anyway. So why not just. Yeah. Actually, right I take it back. It's not the elephant in the room. It's the dinosaur skull in the room. <laughs> it needs to be addressed. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. So the reason we're doing. Did you mention that this is it's WrestleMania 17 month? Yes. Okay, our yeah, half-assed so it's version of WrestleMania. Our half-assed assed version yeah. where you're getting the three only way episodes. We know right, you're getting three episodes instead of five. You're trying to do um, math with alcohol. It's hard, so it's half-assed. So. If you guys yeah, buy we have fucking another... shirts, man, we'd put full effort into it, but you know. That's true. That's, you That's get. true. That's what you get. It's punishment. Yeah, and it's just our typical screwiness with scheduling. And actually, I have an episode idea, an episode that's going to come up in August that should have been coming out this month that I didn't think about till we already had these all worked out, so... It is what it is. I think it we happens. I think we miss more of them than we hit, but who cares? <laughs> um. So the reason you, this was your idea, Scott, was to do China. Um, and <laughs> it, it was <laughs> um, it was your idea to do a China episode because she won the women's title at WrestleMania 17. Yeah, it was also one of her last appearances in the WWE. It was also one of her last appearances. Yeah, it was really late. It was yeah, very late for someone to win win a title in their career. Totally. Um, so that's why we're doing this. We, we we had another episode idea, too, that we scratched that one. Um, but we would have done it if we were doing four. But So you got China this week. And we're going to talk about her career and her impact and how great she was. Yeah, absolutely. Do you remember the first time you saw her? Yeah, on her debut. Well, it was- no, it would have been... Well, it would have been... So she, well, I wasn't going to get into this for a while, but she debuted on um, a pay-per-view, which when I get to that page of my notes, I'll have the name. Um, but I didn't see that pay-per-view, so I would have seen her the next night on Raw. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I assume the same for you. Yeah, I was, it, dude, it's one of those things, like, as soon as she hit the screen, you're like, okay, she's probably going to be a big deal. Like, WWE mm-hmm. didn't ever have somebody in the Federation that looked like her before. Right, and you're right. like, either they're gonna fuck this up really bad, or she's about <laughs> to be a big deal. And right. I was more of the mindset that I think they're gonna really do this right, and she's about to be a big deal. And they played all their cards right, and they had a Hall of Famer on their hands. Exactly right. They did. Yeah, they did. They did the right thing with her. Luckily, we didn't turn in. It didn't turn into a cloudy situation. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Which I. <laughs> yeah. Don't remember if that was prior to this or if it was after. I can't remember actually. 
It, it was prior. Before this. It was okay, before I thought this. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, but it would have been really easy for Vince to fuck it up by doing totally. something like that. Totally. And luckily he had luckily he and a, a few people there had enough sense not to let that happen. Um, but who we should ask if you remember the first time he saw her is Adam because he wasn't watching wrestling yet. Yeah. Oh. Had you seen her before you started watching wrestling? Because she I, came, I have she seen fairly her. mainstream. So, yeah. So I definitely knew that she and Trip. Triple H or she and DX were affiliated just being those ass kickers. But by the time that I started watching, she was already with Eddie Guerrero. Okay. Oh, so she was doing the mamacita, she was mamacita. thing. When, got it. Got right. it. And that's when you first started watching. Yes. Got it. Okay. So let's get into her background and how she got into wrestling. Um, she grew up in Rochester. I didn't look up what year she was born, but she's probably a little younger than you, Scott. Um, I would assume year of our Lord, Um, 1969, five years before me, just barely. Yeah. Just barely. Um, she had kind of a rough childhood that I'm not going to go too much into because this is a fun show and I don't want to turn it into dark side of the ring. Um, (laughs) But she, um, what was kind of interesting was she um, lived in Spain for her senior year of high school. And I wasn't clear why she lived in Spain. I don't know if she went there as an exchange student or it didn't sound like her family went there. So I'm assuming that's why. And you found out years later that she spoke like fluent Spanish. Right. uh, Which kind of came from out of nowhere. You were like, oh, wait, she's speaking fluent Spanish. You know, it was kind of shocking. You would have never thought that. She could get educated. Yes. Well, she was. She went to, uh, she graduated college with a degree in Spanish literature. And when she got out, she wanted to work for either the FBI or the DEA because she also spoke French and German, like, you know, well enough. And um, she ended up in the Peace Corps in Guatemala. So she had a pretty interesting life early on. Like, that's pretty cool. You go to Guatemala, you go to Spain, you know, you speak four languages. Um, And then before getting into wrestling, she worked at, she had a few weird jobs. She was a waitress at a strip club. Which is a weird one because, Scott, you and I have been to enough strip clubs to know the hottest chicks are always the waitresses. They're always the waitresses. Or the one who stands outside the front door trying to get you to come in, you know. (laughs) Yeah, that too. And you throw beads at her from the balcony of the Hustler Club. I did that? You totally did that. Yeah. How would I do that? But I would have. But wouldn't I have been above her? Like the balcony would be above where she stands. No, no, no. There was a strip club directly across the street from Hustler Club. Oh, the other strip club. Okay. Yeah, yeah. the one across the street. Yeah. And you had beads in your hand. You fucking hucked it. I hit her in the head. We had to go back inside and get another drink. Oh, I forgot. That's a chick. I, yeah, I cracked her in the head. You did. Yeah. Yeah. That was very I mean, rude was, of you. I wasn't on purpose. Well, of course not. I mean, I, I, you know, it wasn't as bad as going to Metallica and hitting Jason Deuce in the face with a calculator. Which I'm still shaved up twenty something years later. You should, but be. um, she was a 900 chat line worker, which had to be interesting to hear that voice on the other end of the line. <laughs> um, she was a belly dancer and she sold pagers. So the moral of the story is: don't get a degree in Spanish literature. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, she also sang in a band, which I assume had to be like a doom metal band with that voice. You know, she had that deep voice. <laughs> right. It was like a ty- it was like a typo negative uh, tribute band. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, so she got into wrestling when she saw it on TV. Like she saw wrestling like once and was like, I'm going to do this. And she went and did it. She oh, went to, co- um, really, really quick. Uh, she had us, she also trained to be a flight attendant and route yes. to her and route to her first flight car accident. And yeah. And I guess she never, said, ah, oh, fuck it. Never came to be. Yep. Yeah. That was so a sign. Fuck, Don't do it. Fuck it. I'll sell pagers instead. Yeah. 
Right. <laughs> That's a very lucrative career in selling pagers. Yeah. This technology <laughs> will never be 80s dated. and 90s. It was the 90s. <laughs> yeah. So she ends up going to Killer Kowalski School up in Boston to train. Um, being from Rochester, you know, from that part of the country, Boston would probably be, Kowalski would probably be the closest um, closest reasonable, you know, uh, reputable school to go to, I would imagine. Um, you know, from someone run by somebody well-known like that anyway. Uh, Liston Nucci was doing his still in Pittsburgh, but whatever. She ends up at Kowalski School. And uh, she only had a couple matches working there. And Moolah set up a couple of them which I thought was interesting. That was like the end of Moolah running shit. You know what I mean? Right, right. I think I think her whole empire had kind of fallen apart at that point. Yeah. Or yeah. not fallen apart, but she was, you know. It wasn't what it was. Yeah, it wasn't what it was. So I was surprised to hear that uh, she was involved with China at all, really, before before they were both in WWE at the same time anyway. Right. So after a show in 96, she met Sean and Triple H. And I have no idea how she did that. If she got good seats and whatever, you know, um, I read her book 20 years ago. I don't remember. Or she hung out in the back or whatever. But I guess you could pick her out of a crowd fairly easily, too. Totally. You know? Yeah. If she was like, anywhere yeah. near ringside. Easy, exactly. Like, I could would have stood out. Yeah, exactly. I could see she's just going to the show. But then they spot her and are like, hey, bring her backstage or, you know, tell her to come to the car after whatever. Yep. And they came up with the idea to make her their bodyguard. And um Vincent liked the idea of her beating up dudes, so it took him some work to sell him on it. She also got an offer from WCW at the same time, and um, Kowalski had to have set that up. But um, she was set to join the NWO if she were to go to WCW. She was exactly yeah, yeah. like immediately. Right, right. Um, which imagine that? I mean, I guess she just went straight to DX. But imagine going straight to the NWO. You're out. Of, you come from out of nowhere, and you're in the NWO. Like that would be crazy. Yeah, and I'm, dude. Could you imagine that? Like, that's a good what if episode right there. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll like, put that on my list. What if she had gone there instead? Like that's crazy to think about, right? Because maybe the only female NWO member by that point would have been Miss Liz, Elizabeth. Right? But I don't remember when Macho Man joined the NWO because it was all that whole time frame for me. Like everybody was joining it. Everybody then was they in split and out. the red and the black. Like I don't remember right. the entire time frame. But if she wasn't going to be the first woman, she would have been the first talent, like in ring talent in the yeah, NWO. That would make sense. I yes. believe yeah. timeline wise, she would have been the first. I think she would have been before because um, this is '96. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, so yeah, definitely she would have been the first female. Like, God, she would have been, man, because six, X-Pac joined early 97, maybe? So she may have actually been before X-Pac. She would have been like the fourth member of the NWO. Yeah, I'm thinking like time frame wise, she would have yeah. been very, very early in their inception. Totally. So, yeah, wow, yeah. that's a big deal, man. Like they, they obviously saw something in her too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. I just pulled up um, a list: six women so, and four celebrities who were in the NWO. Six women. Yeah, Medeja, April Hunter, Pamela Paulshock, Major Guns, Miss Elizabeth, and Tori Wilson. Hmm. Okay. I Th- those some of those must have been for like five minutes. Yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. Medeja. Yeah, she ended up going with Scott Steiner. Like, we just talked about her on we the, just talked about it last, last week. Nitro. And yeah. I totally forgot she even existed until last week. Right, yeah. I'm like, wait, who? 
<laughs> um, so to get back to your question about when we first saw her, it, the, it was actually uh, In Your House Final Four is the pay-per-view she was at. And she was sitting ringside. She was like a plant ringside. And Goldust is wrestling Triple H. And she ends up grabbing um, Marlena in a fucking chokehold, like from behind the barricade. She's standing behind the barricade. Yeah. She just, and I believe she lifted her off the ground. She just grabbed yes. her by her throat and lifted her off the ground. Yeah. Um, and choked her out. So that's when we first saw her. But then the next night on Raw, it would have been the first time I saw her. And then that's when she came out and ragdolled Marlena. She just picked yep. her up by her waist and just shook the fuck out of her, dude. Like you're trying to like, you know, I don't even know what you would ever do that to if you don't want it destroyed. Right. Um, A move later used by New Jack on Marlena. <laughs> um, yes. Um, so yeah, she and Marlena was like the perfect person for that because she's like four foot three. You know, she's tiny. She had right. the long hair and she was in long dress. So yeah. everything, she, you know, her hair is shaking around. The dress is flying everywhere. Polar it opposite a, from China too. It was do a the great perception. Look. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It was really cool. It was like holy shit. You know, you're like, who is this chick? And it was just. I think it was. Um, I don't think Triple H and Goldust were feuding for that reason. I think it was just good timing. Like, okay, we're going to bring her in. By the way, since you're feuding with her, let's have her go after Marlena. So it just all worked out perfectly. I could right. be wrong, and it could have been set up for that reason, but I don't believe it was. Um, and then I think it was like the next night they come out and talk about her and they name her China, which was like an ironic name, you know, like China, you know, like a dish is delicate. Right. And China is not right. fucking delicate the in any way. of delicate. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was, I always hated the name. I always thought it was a dumb name. I didn't like spelling it wrong. They could have just, I got the joke, I guess. But after a week, you forget the joke anyway. You know, yeah. it was just, um, it was like Dewdrop. You know, like Dewdrop is the stupidest fucking name you've ever heard. Right. It's like an, it's well, an it ironic from name. One of the stupidest wrestlers in the world. Who? No, Dewdrop? not one of the stupidest. You know who named Dewdrop, right? Oh, Eva Marie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Unfor I forgot about that. Oh, it was probably her legit idea. Yeah, I don't know. That I don't worked know. out very well. Awful. I know she was back for like a, <laughs> yeah. she's back yeah. for like a month, and we're stuck with Dewdrop. Yeah. <sighs> Thank goodness she's back to Piper Nevin. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I love her as Piper Nevin. Um, and then really early on, I kind of forgot how early it was, so I started looking at some stuff. Um, <laughs> where because Sean was still there. They did the implant segment where she got her tits done and they came out and it was just like wisecrack after wisecrack. And they're just, yeah, Sean staring at her tits, you know, no eye contact going on. Yeah, it was so shit. fucking funny, dude. It was like DX were so, this is it like was right like when the DX perfect is chem like I saw a few random clips of this. It was the perfect chemistry. Like I'll rip people apart. I'll be your bodyguard. I could go to toe to toe with men's wrestlers no matter what. But hey, mm -hmm. Sean, my eyes are up here. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Focus. Prime yeah. attitude era. Like it, it was, and it, it was totally such a great she worked so well, especially when it was just the three of them in DX. Yeah. Because Sean and Triple H were the kind of dudes who would go get a chick to beat you up. To to you know what I mean? To embarrass you even more. Like you didn't just lose, you also got beat up by a girl. Right. Because they were just as DX, they were just complete fucking pricks. Well, Sean was a complete prick uh in real life. But at that time, yeah, totally. Yeah, and it just made perfect sense. Like, she fit so well with them. Like, they were great together. She didn't come out and talk. She would just stand there. She was like Solo Sokoa is now. Yes. You know what I mean? She just stand there yep. looking like the most badass of all of them and let everybody else do the talking. It was a great, it was right. such a cool gimmick. It was, and you're right, dude. It was like, when you saw it, it was like, they're either going to fuck this up or it's going to be really good. And right away, it, it was, 
It took about a week to figure out it was going to be really good. Yeah. Yeah. She fit, like you said, she fit that, that trio perfectly. Mm -hmm. She was like the perfect third member of DX. Yeah, and we and she was we'd never seen someone like that before in wrestling. You'd never had a huge yes. bodybuilder type woman before. Like probably the most muscular we'd seen maybe Luna before Vachon? this would have been like uh yeah, Luna, I was going to say Alondra Blaze cuz I think she was pretty tall too. Yeah, you know, I was going to say Medusa kind of maybe, yeah. Yeah, or Luna, those would be like the two, right? That actually had some visible muscles. Um and Yeah, but like China was next level, dude. Like she was like bodybuilder Jacked. material. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And when she right. got in there with the dudes, like went face to face with like even Sergeant Slaughter, you're like, okay, I think she could beat his ass. Like, yeah, legit. Like this could be a fair fight. Mm -hmm. And she was tall. So yes. that made, you know, she's not, she's not looking up at him. You know, she's, I mean, she's a little bit, eye she's not eye. quite, she wasn't quite eye to eye with most guys, but she was closer, you know? Right. Right. Um, so yeah. So then it was her, she had her run with DX and DX expanded in 98. Um, Sean had to go away. And the Outlaws join. Xbox comes back the day after WrestleMania 14. And so it's the five of them. And then the DX was in a feud with the nation. And I just watched this not long ago because I'm watching the Attitude Era. I'm probably about six months ahead of this now. But it wasn't long ago that I watched it where they put her in the story with Mark Henry. Because um, they're feuding with the nation. That, remain, that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And they did like a kind of rapey type angle where they got China in the ring and he made um Mark Henry kiss her and it got uncomfortable and weird. Yeah. But then next thing you know, it's like Mark Henry's into her and he wants to go on a date with her. And it played out over several weeks and they're like in restaurants together. They're showing in between matches like at dinner in a restaurant and everything. And they start this whole like romance angle. And this is kind of right when the nation sexual. started falling apart. The nation was, you know, pretty much done at this point. Yeah. Um, so they're making Mark Henry a character at this point. They make Mark. Now Mark Henry starting to get a personality because he was just the giant muscle dude of the nation. Yes. Now he's sexual and chocolate. Yeah, Rock exactly. Is, yes. Yeah. Right. They turn him into sexual chocolate. The rock has outgrown the nation. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, Ron Simmons had to go. I think Ron Simmons might have been hurt. He had to go away for a while, you know, and then they totally repackaged him. So, yeah. right. They kind of, it was kind of cool. becoming Godfather. So they're all branching off doing their thing. Yeah. yeah. D'Lo stuck with Mark Henry. But, um, but yeah, this really kind of is what got over sexual chocolate as a gimmick. And it went on for a few months, but then she eventually revealed the whole thing was a scam to embarrass him, which I didn't think ever really made a lot of sense. <laughs> like I'm gonna fuck you for a few months Sorry. so I can go on TV and say I was never into you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you know Mark it. Henry's not putting up. Mark Henry fucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Sexual chocolate's not waiting till they're married. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, you, you don't have a name like that and fucking you know sit there backstage in a robe on a couch. That should have uh, been a fucking t-shirt in the Attitude Era. Mark Henry fucks. <laughs> it should be a t-shirt now. <laughs> I would wear that shirt. Mark, if you're listening. Sell, sell New that to pro shirt. wrestling tees. New pro wrestling tees. Mark Henry fucks. Is Mark Henry about to get it on? It's time for the main event. Skeet, skeet, goddamn. <laughs> So they move on, and then now she's going to start kind of getting into the ring somewhat. She um she was in the 99 Rumble. She didn't win, but she was in it. First woman. And 
first woman. She was Rumble. the first woman to ever be in it. Yeah, and I believe there's only been like three so far. I mean, it was um, Beth Phoenix and... and no, I think it's just them. Just the two. Yeah, I guess so. I can fact check. Yeah. Was Rhea in it? Well, I was saying, saying, why do Rhea I think that it? there was one more? I do too. I feel like there was a it's third possible. one. I can't think of Rule of threes. I yeah, should have yeah, looked yeah. this up. This would have been, been great for my Nia notes. Jax? Was Nia Jax in the Nia. Rumble? I think Nia That's was in the Rumble. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I Nia know. Yeah, no, yeah. Because didn't she but fuck right. up uh, Moxley in it? Uh, I think she hurt Moxley in the Rumble. <laughs> Nia hurt everybody, so I mean that's very possible. That's, oh right, no, I know she's like a fucking wrecking ball. <laughs> right. Um, Don't make have... that the final song in for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I already have the final song picked okay. out. But okay. if we ever do it, if we ever do a Nia Jax uh, episode, that'll be it. <laughs> that shit's not happening though we'll have to find another episode for uh, Wrecking Ball no just no, just we're not tributing it... Nia Jax <laughs> ever no yeah. absolutely not no I mean if she di- if she dies she's gonna get like um, just uh, you know when they just put a picture up at the beginning of Raw someone who dies that's what she's gonna get on this show wow not even a 10 bell salute huh? not even a 10 bell no no damn still holding that grudge about Becky huh uh, Bailey, Bailey. Oh, Bailey. Yes. Bailey. Yeah. 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 Um, so the Back day after the, the 99 rumble, she swerved on DX and she joined the corporation and was like, oh, it's about the money. You know, she kind of like after that told them, fuck you. You know, I'm kind of, of course I'm going to the corporation. I'm, I'm going to be paid. And, um, I'm now a big deal. Take me seriously. I'm not just a bodyguard. Let me get some in ring action. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then apart from the rumble, 90, the 99 rumble, I believe her first match was at St. Valentine's Day Massacre, right? The one that we covered? The one we covered, yeah. So go back and listen to that if you guys haven't heard that. Um, I don't think she had had a match before that. I think that was her first match. And um, it was her and um, Kane versus Triple H and X-Pac, and she ended up getting the win. Kane chokeslammed Triple H and uh, put China on top of him. But her first match, she gets the win over Triple H on a pay-per-view. Well, he, he was dating her at the time, so that was nice of him. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I get. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. What's he gonna do? No, I'm not putting you over, bitch. <laughs> if he wants to get ladies fucking putting her over. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, she. Yeah, you get cut off. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> maybe that was first match where she actively engaged in wrestling. I think uh, the the way that she got into that rumble, she won the thirty spot by running in and getting a pinfall on Vince. But I, yeah, I, right. She wasn't I mean, actively wrestling. Right, it's her first match. So yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, by first match, I meant her first match. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Her legitimate Triple H first does match. the rips up the China Syndrome shirt and rubs it on his ass. <laughs> he did that on the pay per view. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. You're the memory on this guy. And how many signs in the crowd said, I'd rather be in China? Oh, I'd that rather was... be in China or um, China is my dad. Oh, you need... God. You saw that every fucking week. With the... Every it was like... week, dude. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know what? Freaking it was a bad sign. Humor. Yeah, it was a bad sign. And even just like taking it out, of, um, a lot of those signs were funny at the time and you don't laugh at them now. Right. Um, but that was never funny. I didn't ever think that was a funny sign. They were dumb. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It that was, was dumb. And it was, it, it, it was never funny. The It wasn't funny the first time I saw it, but then you see it week after week after week. And it's, it's not like, even clever. Like, yeah. And I'm, you're like, it, you know, the dude who has it this week saw it last week. 
Right. You know, nobody, it wasn't like uh, every week someone had that unique idea of their own. Right. <laughs> it was just dumb. Right. It was a dumb yeah. sign. Yeah. If anyone Stupid. listening to this brought that sign to a show back, then shame on you. It's almost like taking a sign to Raw that says JR's face sucks. Almost as bad as that. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> nobody would ever do that, though. Who would do that? Yeah. <laughs> There's an idiot somewhere out there that would. <laughs> so you get to WrestleMania 15, which I just watched like two weeks ago. And uh, she smacked came with a chair during his match. And you're like, oh, shit, she's turning on the corporation. And that's when she and Triple H are like, oh, my God, we're back together. You know, and you're like, it was like Macho Man and Elizabeth when they got back together. Yeah. Um, except yeah. it had only been like a two month story instead of a year, uh, three year story, whatever, two year story. Right. So right. it was much less dramatic, but it was still cool. You're like, oh, cool. Because you, I think at this point we all kind of knew that they were together in real life. Yes. Correct. Right, because this would have been 99. I'm pretty 99. sure. Like, yeah. yeah, I think we kind of all, by this point. It was common knowledge. It, yeah. Everybody like, we all the read internet. the dirt sheets back in the day. We fucking knew. Yeah, so you're like, oh, cool. They put them back together on TV. This is awesome. And DX is fucking, she's back in DX. Yeah. An hour fucking later, you got Shane versus X-Pac. And Triple H and China both run in to help Shane win. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. It was a, it real, was, it was a great swerve. That was one of the best parts of that show. Yeah, nobody uh, saw that coming. I actually Nobody forgot about that. that. I forgot about that till I just watched it. I knew that they eventually joined it, but I forgot how. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was legitimate shock and surprise when that shit went down. That yeah, was awesome. it was great. So now they're both part of the corporation. It was really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, then a couple months later is when she starts really starting to wrestle. Like, because she's only had just the one match, really, or maybe one other one or something. But she was not a regular wrestler. But by June, she's like, okay, no, I'm going to start wrestling. So she ended up qualifying for King of the Ring. So first woman to ever be in King of the Ring, I believe the only one still. I don't think anyone else has ever been in King of the Ring. Not to my knowledge. And she, I didn't write it down who she beat in the first round, but she lost to Road Dog in the second round. So she did go through one guy. She beat somebody at King of the Ring. Hmm. Yeah. And then um, she, in the fall, she ends up beating Bulldog. And you know, like nobody wanted to lose to her, right? Triple H probably would have been the only guy. And maybe Road Dog because they'd been homeboys, you know, uh, uh, homies on, uh, in DX, so maybe Road Dog didn't mind losing to her. Yeah. Um, but well, Road Dog beat her anyway. Um, but she ends up getting in a feud with Bulldog, and just I can you imagine Bulldog? Like I would just love to have heard Bulldog's thoughts on losing to China because he ended up. I think he beat her once, but then he ended up losing to her. Yeah, and because that's an old school guy. He's old school, right? He's been like late seventies, early eighties. By this point, he's been in the business for at least twenty years, mm -hmm. right? And now they have him losing to a female. Which today, who gives a fuck? Nobody cares, right? Yeah. But in ninety nine, two thousand, that was still a major deal. Like that shit was not happening in wrestling up to that yeah. point. This was new territory. I wouldn't so, say that nobody cares about losing to a chick now. I mean, if you're, I mean, do you think Roman Reigns would put over Candice LeRae? Well, I mean, they were going to have Nia Jax start facing dudes. Right, but Nia Jax is a China situation, right, where she's huge. So that's a little bit of a different story. Yeah, but I mean, but, if that situation came along again, where, like, you have a bigger female okay. beating. Yeah, I mean, if you're China not going to have, like, the fucking bunny. That's beating. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah because the, that would make sense The bunny beats the um, murder hawk. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. That shit makes no sense, right? That's not believable. Right. But then yeah. you look at China, and you're like... Like we were talking about earlier, she's almost eye to eye with a lot of the guys on the roster. She's got a bigger build than some of them even. Mm -hmm, so it's mm -hmm. very believable that she could take them in the ring. Yeah, so, which, exactly. Which she did knock off Val Venus in that first round. 
Oh, Valvinus. That's who it was, Valvinus, right. And I guarantee you Valvinus is still pissed about that. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way. Oh, man, if you ever run into Valvinus, point that out to him. You'll probably get fucking, he'll probably go on a rant. Um, hey dude remember that one time <laughs> yeah i mean you saw the shit he said about naya and everything you know? oh dude yeah yeah valvinus <laughs> that's hilarious now that i think about it um do you think um having her beat bulldog was a little bit of a hazing on bulldog because i started thinking about it right he had walked out after montreal didn't he um he did go to wcw yep he yeah he quit he went to wcw now he had gone to wcw he had the um the back injury from the trap door in the ring, yes. which yep. if anyone doesn't know that it was when warrior was coming back, right? it was warrior. Yeah. Warrior was coming back through a trap door in the ring. Nobody told bulldog to stay away from the trap door. He took a bump yep. onto it and landed on like a bolt or something. Fucked, fucked his up back his back. Up. Good dude. Yeah. And he was kind of never the same after that. I mean, I, I assume he was always, I don't think he started doing drugs then, but it seemed like he got worse, you know, and probably painkillers, painkillers. You know? Yeah, exactly. He had a really bad injury and WCW cut him while he was hurt. Yep. Which, man, all the shit, uh, all the bad shit people say about Vince, I don't think he ever cut anybody while they were hurt. He always no, got that was like WCW's MO. Oh, they're on the shelf? Fucking cut them. They did it with Austin, too. Yeah. Right. But yep. WWE is always get people healthy and then cut them. Right. Um, even people who are problematic, like Evan Bourne, you know, he failed a drug test. Um, but they still let him come back from an injury before hiring him or firing yeah. him because I think he broke his leg or something. Yeah. So... Then I was like, okay, then Vince brought him back. I wonder if it was kind of like, um, not a hazing, but kind of, um, we're going to bring you back, but you got to put over China kind of thing. It was almost I mean? like a punishment. Like, a, we remember what you did. Or, a, yeah, a punishment or um, like a kind of testing him, you know? Are you going to play ball? Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. So, I don't know. But w, he ended up having a decent run. He ended up working, I think, with Austin for a while, not long after that. So, he didn't come back and get buried, but I wonder if it was sort of like, here's your first test now that you're back yes. in the company. Yeah. Um, Because like you said, these are all old school school guys. Then she moves on to Jarrett. Jarrett beat her at Unforgiven, but at No Mercy, they had the infamous match where he held up the company. Um, And we've talked about this a bit before. We talked about it last week on Nitro, actually. So this actually came just came up last week. But Jarrett's contract had expired like a couple days before this pay-per-view, somebody lost track of that. I don't know how that happened. It, it was JR. JR. Yeah, yeah, it was JR. I don't know how he lost track of that, but they had booked him in the match. He didn't have to show up to work because his contract was up. Yep. And um, he shows up, he demands, uh, it's it's always a different number when you read it. I heard $200,000 today. I read $300,000. I heard 300,000. Yeah. Yeah. That's what China said in her book. And that's the first time I ever heard of it was China's book. I wasn't, I had no idea this happened at the time it happened. Um, but it was either two or $300,000 and Jarrett was owed money by the company, you know, for merchandise. So, but like we said, I think last week, like he fucked up, he shouldn't have done that shit. Yep. And, and then it bit him in the ass a couple years later. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. But that's the infamous match where he, he went out and put over China. Yep. So well, now for she's the first. $300,000. <laughs> yeah. For a couple hundred thousand dollars, two or three, yeah, two or $300,000 he walked away with. Yeah. And then went to yep. the other company. The yeah. Good housekeeping match. Good housekeeping match. That's yeah. Right. Dude, you know what you could do with, I mean, he lived in Nashville too. Like what, it, I mean, what you could do with I imagine you could buy it in, back then. You could probably buy a fat ass house in Nashville for that. Well, hopefully he bought a few houses and just rented them out. I don't Put really care what he did money. with it. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just, I'm just speculating what you could have done with it. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so now she's the first women's IC champ. 
which is crazy. Like nobody would have ever even thought that something like this would happen before this. You know, like it was never she even a question. Bef- she got this before the women's title. She got it before the women's title. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, nobody would have ever thought a woman would be IC champ. And especially before her, nobody even looked like even close to the possibility. Like Wendy Richter wasn't going after a men's title. Nope. You know what I mean? Nope. Like she weighed 110 pounds. Maybe Paul Nakano such... would have been the only one. There you go. There in you the go. history of women's wrestling up to that point in the WWF that even had a shot of being in the ring with a dude and could potentially win that belt. She should have wrestled Yoko. Her. She should have wrestled Yoko for the uh, world title. Bolnikano. Bolnikano versus Yoko. Imagine that. Yoko versus Bolnikano. That would have been badass. That should have been on my matches. I wish Brett versus Yoko at 10. We need fucking. We didn't need Brett and Luger versus Yoko at 10. We needed Bolnikano versus fucking Yoko at 10, dude. Hell yeah. That would have been awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But no, Um, we didn't have a woman of China's stature. mm -hmm. Like, ever. Ever. Like, it was the bodybuilder physique, the height, everything that made her look like a legitimate threat. That when she beat Jarrett for that title, you're like, I'm buying it. Hook, line, and I'm, sinker. It, I think this could actually happen. It was very believable. And Jarrett was so good, too. He could go out there and have a good match with her. I mean, she was still totally. green. She'd had, she probably hadn't had a dozen matches in her career at this point. Do you um, think Triple H was kind of training her as well? I, I, I doubt, she I don't doubt he was. picked up several things from her. I don't know about training. He picked up from her? She picked no, up from she him. picked up from him. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't yeah. think China was, was teaching Triple H too much. Um, oh, yeah, I'm sure. Or at least just talking to her. You know, even if they never got in the ring together and worked anything out, I'm sure just, yeah. you know, talking about how to work. Ring psychology um, and whatnot. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, but so her first couple matches they put her with. So what did we have her with? Val Venus, who was a great, great worker. Way A good in-ring worker. Yep. Road Bulldog, Dog. Who, Bulldog, or, um, Road Dog, who was a way, way overrated worker. Um, but knew how to have a fun match. Yeah, he could have a fun match. And then Bulldog and Jarrett. So they're putting her in there with pros, you know, like guys yes. who knew what the fuck they were doing and how to go. Veterans that good... could handle themselves in the ring and could call yeah. a decent match. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then her, ne- and then she moves on to Jericho, and she she ends up losing the IC title to him. They have a rematch and they pin each other and they become co IC champion. Which was just one of those bizarre things that Russo, that had to be a Russo thing where they do sure, this weird yeah. shit, right? Oh, let's do something like this. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, how do you be coaching? How do you pin each other, first of all? Actually, I think Russo was gone at this point because we're he? talking like 2000, right? Yeah. Uh, no, this was late 99. This was late 99. That happened late- December 28th. Okay. God, I'm trying to think when Russo went to... But this is right around the time when Russo bounced. Russo okay. and Ferrara. It was, a la- it, it, was. it was the last show we ever wrote. Yeah, right. But, you know, <laughs> I, to the, I don't think that WWE recognizes that co-reign anymore. I think it's just Jericho. It's gone, and I don't know why. It's kind of weird. It's not like they... They, they like, erased wiped. it. Yeah, they didn't erase China. You know what I mean? She's in the Hall of Fame. It's not like They didn't give her the Hogan treatment right. or anything like that, you know? Um, but they, yeah, for whatever reason, they're just like, nah, that didn't happen. It's a continuation of, Jer- but maybe because it was stupid. Maybe. Maybe they're yeah, they more erase like Vince Russo's idea from history. <laughs> yeah, we can't erase Russo, but we can erase everything he did. <laughs> we can erase his dumbass idea. But it made it, inter- it, it was always entertaining. You weren't watching it like, oh, this is fucking stupid. Like right. in late 99, like this was very entertaining and to an extent believable. 
and Jericho was so good with anything like that. You put Jericho in a situation where he's going to be like uncomfortable and angry. He was always entertaining. Yes. And he was like very that. willing to work with China. Like it yeah. never seemed like he was like, this fucking sucks. I don't want to be doing this. He mm-hmm. was always professional. Yeah. He'd commit to whatever it was and do, do his best. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then she moved on to what was my favorite part of her run where she hooked up with Eddie Guerrero. Yes. Was that, that, is that the best, was that the best thing they ever did with her? Right. Weren't they just so great? They were, they were awesome. Yeah. Dude, it was like peanut butter and jelly. Like it was like, they were just made to be together. Eddie was so fucking great in the ring and Mm -hmm. China with kind of her stoic personality. You could kind of see her come out of that a little bit with Eddie and it was just so fucking great. The entire angle the arc of it was just, it was so great. I it really it. was. Yeah. You kind of saw, you really started to see uh, more of a personality from China. Yes. You know? Like exactly. she started to be kind of funny because Eddie was right. so funny and she could play off of him. They just had this great chemistry that you, who would have ever thought, you know what I mean? Who I don't yeah. know who came up with that idea. I don't know if someone saw him interacting backstage and thought they were great, good together or what. It, it just seemed to brilliant. come from out of nowhere. Even when it started, I was like, what are but they doing here? Nailed it. Yeah, it was great. It was yeah. so good. And it did. I think it did a huge amount for both of them because Eddie had only been there not long. When did the radical show up? Like this is early 99. 90, yeah. Right. He'd only been there a couple months. Mm-hmm. So it really in China at this point, they're putting her on a very high level, not as far as where her matches were on a show, but they're making More. her into one of the mainstream personalities. Right. Like she's on the cover of TV Guide. Shit yeah. like that. Um, yeah. So now you're putting Eddie on the same segments as her. And it's like, as weird as it sounds to say out loud, like China did a lot for Eddie Guerrero. Oh, a hundred percent dude. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. It worked both ways. And that's a great point. They, they both helped each other out tremendously. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. At this point, were you thinking, are they grooming her for a heavyweight title? Because they've had her run with the IC belt, which is a second tier belt. Right, that's a shade below the 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 heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. Then you put her with Eddie Guerrero, and now you're starting who to branch out ha- her who personality. Would have the European title. I'll, I... Yes, but now you're starting to show like a different side of China as well. Like her personality is coming into bloom. Like mm-hmm. she's becoming a different person now on TV, and she's yeah. already had a run with the secondary title. Like I was starting to think, holy shit, are they gonna? I mean, not necessarily give her the heavyweight strap, but maybe put her into a program for it well she had already been number one contender for a minute the previous summer but uh, like somehow mick foley took that from her and i'd forget i i i don't know i didn't read every little thing i could to be honest um it's been a busy week but she had been number one contender for a minute but i think it was just like a joke basically you know what's gonna happen next week on raw and then now she's not number one contender um no if you had asked me at the time do i think she's gonna be champion anytime soon it would have been uh, not then, not in that era. Not necessarily being given the title, but at least put into a program for the heavyweight put title. In the situation. Maybe, yeah. I, I wouldn't say a program, but a match, right? Like an impromptu match on SmackDown. Well, remember, like we, were, we had so many pay-per-views back then, right? You were getting at least one a month. I was right, thinking, but- okay, she's probably going to get a one-month program with the champion, and it'll culminate in a title match at a pay-per-view, which she probably won't win. But I was starting to see her being groomed for at least a program for the heavyweight title. Yeah, I wouldn't have been surprised if they did that. But I definitely mm-hmm. wouldn't have That's thought she'd I win it. it. 
if she ever if she ever won it, it would have been Triple H ran in and helped her win it, and then she loses it the next night on Raw. Something right. like that. Something like not, that. Yeah. Because she's not beating Austin. She's not beating The Rock. She's not beating The Undertaker. Like those were the guys who were the champs around around that time, right? Right. Um, right. If you were to have it at the time, I would say maybe Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle would be the only one she would beat because he hadn't been there that long. But even then, she they were making him into such a machine. There's no yeah. way he was losing to her either. So maybe a different era. I could have seen it maybe five, six years later where it's like uh, Cena's the champ or Orton's the champ or Benoit. Because you're beating someone like Benoit. You know, someone who only held it for a month or not a month, but six months. Yeah. But um, not then. But yeah, it wouldn't have been the most shocking thing in the world if they made her uh, put her in a program. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um. So they end up wrestling as a tag team sometimes, and she wins her second IC title in a very convoluted match where it's her and Eddie versus Trish and Val Venus. And whoever it was like, whoever, whoever gets the pin, which I was like, what? Like, that's like some Vince must have been drinking some fucking doers when he came up with that shit. It's like, what a goofball <laughs> ass match that is. Um, and then um, she lost it to Eddie two weeks later. <laughs> In a triple threat with Kurt Angle. So she was two-time champ. So, yeah. it was, The way it went down, she got, I think she got uh, hit with a belt. Eddie hugged her, tried to console her, laid, laid down, and then the ref did the pinfall. Like, did that just happen? <laughs> that makes sense. That just yeah. happen? He lies and steals. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then more vintage Eddie. A couple months later, she catches him in the shower with some of the Godfather's hoes. And yep. I assume they were the Godfather's hoes, but maybe not. I'm not sure if the Godfather was still there, to tell you the truth. But and then that was that. They were turning him heel. You know, he fucked over China, and she's he the baby pro- face. He proposed to her. He proposed to her. Yeah, that's true. He did. And then, uh, well, yeah. And then his mama Sita said no, or did she say no, or were they engaged? No, she she did say yes. Oh, she said then, yes. She said yes. But then I think uh, then I think the uh, catching him in the shower set it off well that's even a better heel turn if you yeah. if you do that when you're big engaged time. <laughs> big time yeah we want to get him some real heat let's have him get engaged first that's yeah. actually so he takes her title and then he bangs some chicks in the shower and ends the engagement what a schmuck he, he gets je- <laughs> all of this because he was jealous because she was on playboy right right. right yeah because yes. this right because this is so this leads right into the play yeah the playboy angle where she so she goes right from this into a feud with right to censor because her Playboy came out, and um, her manager years later claimed that Vince didn't want her to do Playboy, and he offered her the world title to not do Playboy. But her manager was a fucking um, was a fucking junkie, you know what I mean? Like he, that guy was a oh. fucking he was so a lunatic. Mine's fucking yeah, like yeah. I'm gonna get into him later. Um, but um, yeah, he said that years later, and like obviously that wasn't true. They had the whole fucking deal with Playboy, you know. Um, so that's bullshit, but that's what he had claimed. But um, she goes, so we she goes into right to censor, which right to censor were like a parody of the uh, what's it called, the Parents Television Council, who were the people who were trying to get every cool thing taken off TV, the ones who would go to fucking Coca Cola and complain about WWE and shit. And they had this whole feud, real life feud between them and Vince. And um, so that was his answer to that, as he creates the Parents Television Council on TV. It was Stevie Richards, the good father. The um, good father. Val Venus. Val Venus, yep. Bull and Buchanan. Ivory. Bull Buchanan. Yeah, Bull Buchanan, right? I forgot about him. So she goes straight into a feud with Ivory, and um, 
it's kind of crazy to say it, but we're getting close to the end of her career because at the, she had a match with Ivory at the 2001 Royal Rumble where she injured her neck, but it wasn't legit. It was a kayfabe injury. I don't know why they took her off TV. I don't know if maybe she had to have a procedure done or what, or maybe she had a, she might've had a TV gig booked. She made, she had a, f- a few TV gigs. It's possible maybe just needed some time off. Yeah. This all started when uh, Val Venus spiked Piledriver uh, on Raw before right. the Rumble. Right. And then she re-injured in the match when she was doing the handspring, I think, if I remember mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And they take her off TV, but she comes back at WrestleMania 17 for a title match with Ivory. And uh, I'm not going to say too much about it this week. Uh, wait till next week for a review of it. But she beats Ivory. And she becomes her, that's her first women's championship. So she's already been two times. I see it's kind of like the same trajectory as a regular star, except in, uh, except across divisions, right? Like Macho Man was IC champ. Then he was world champ. Yeah. Kind of the same warrior, same thing, or a million Austin rock. Everybody, everybody does used to do it that way. You become IC champ and then you become world champ. She did the same thing, except she became women's champ. Right. But it's in the case of Macho Man, that was a step up. This was almost a step parallel. Like it, it, you were IC champion. Yeah, the next step true. would have been the men's title. Instead, you got the women's title. So that was almost like a lateral move, and just that's true. That's true. Uh, it wasn't necessarily a step back, but in the trajectory that I thought they were sending her, kind of felt like a step back. Right, right. But yeah, she looked great just, in the match. Dude. It was she just something great. to still emphasize that she was the strongest woman. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Which you, yeah, which you already still, would have known. You know yeah. what I mean? You didn't really Belt need to no be told belt. that. Yeah, there wasn't yeah. much competition they just decided, on the roster at that point. Now let's give her the belt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And what happened was, so what it was was they kind of got them. They sort of booked themselves into a corner, I believe, is what happened, because she started out wrestling men. Well, you're not gonna like we said, you're not gonna go be champion. You only you're gonna you're gonna max out your level in the men's division pretty low. It's a good point. Right. Yeah. You're not going to go. Point. You're not going to move on to a feud with The Rock and come out on top of that or Undertaker yeah. or any of that. That shit's not happening. Um, it's just not the way the company worked. And especially like Vince would put so much time and effort and money into building these stars. He's not going to have them lose, lose to a woman. I don't care how badass she is. You know, Austin lost to nobody. Hardly. It's not going to be right. her. Um, but then it's like, so, so it's kind of, it turned into like, what do you do with her? You're not going to have her in the women's division and or have her in the men's division and then always lose either. So it's kind of, she, it, it turned into a weird thing. Like she got into a spot where it's kind of like, how do we use her now? Now we made her into a big star. People want to see her, but what do we do with her? And she's not stable. They want to see her beat people up. So you got to put her in the women's division, but now she's almost too much for the women's division because who could ever beat her? Yeah. The roster wasn't built to compete with China. The women's roster wasn't built. You realistically had only one true contender and they would face off against each other. That's Lita. She's up, yeah, she's right. up and coming and growing and start like st- but she's stepping not Lita up as being yet, a, re- right? a women's wrestler. She's not Lita yet. Yeah, she's just this cool yeah. ch- cool looking chick who who does a moonsault. You yeah, know, but- and Trish wasn't Trish yet, and they didn't have Jazz on the roster yet, mm-hmm. right? So or Victoria, really like or Victoria. Br- very brief interaction, but Victoria wasn't even Victoria yet. So yeah, there wasn't really anybody to compete with China. Victoria yeah, there was, was backstage. Yeah, there was no yeah, one yeah. believable for her. So it's like, yeah, you get into a weird spot where like you want to have her on the show, but what do you do with her? It's kind of like you didn't put Andre in a match every week because what are you going to do? You're going to watch him beat someone up every week. There's never any, nobody ever thinks Andre's going to lose. So what, you maybe know? The, maybe that's just on uh, on WWE. Maybe you should have uh, 
had some of the women step up a bit. Well, they could have started building that division a lot earlier. That's true. Or yeah. they could have just not gotten Bingo. rid of it when they could have also not yes. gotten rid of it when Medusa left. Um, so they botched that at the same time. But yeah. it's just where are you going to find someone who even has the look to be believable to beat China? You know, it's just yeah. she was just such a unique person. They didn't book far enough ahead to mm-hmm. think, OK, here's our breaking off point from China, from the main roster. We're going to start the women's division. Had they started building it, say, even two years earlier, maybe mm-hmm. by the time China beats Ivory at WrestleMania, there's a bunch of challengers lined up, people that have established themselves over the last couple of years. Right. But the roster, it just was not deep enough. There was nobody believable, like you said, that could even get in the ring with her and present a challenge. Yeah. Realistically, yeah. she was more suited to be in the ring with the men. And what are you going to send fucking Dwayne Gill out to face her every week on Raw? Like, just yeah, not. Right. Just you could just generally hit, you, out of... Out of curiosity, where was Jacqueline around this time? Jacqueline was there because Jacqueline was at, um, she was in the thing, she was in that feud with Mark Marrow and shit with Sable, right? But her but, and Marlena were a team at some point. 2001. Yes, she was with, yes, in 99, she and Terry were called um, PMS. Yeah. And Jacqueline was still, unless Jacqueline was gone, I could be wrong. This is 2001, so Jacqueline could have been gone. I don't know. I, I, I don't know that for sure. But she'd already been there anyway. I mean, but, I, I just don't But pay her what you got to pay her time. to get her back, you know? Yeah. Right? Right. And, and yeah. it's too bad that Jazz wasn't there yet because Jazz would have been a really, really cool matchup for China. Mm-hmm. But again, you start to run out of challengers really quick because you don't have an established women's division. Right, right. And then they also, yeah, it's like, yeah, they kind of open a Pandora's box. By letting yeah. her wrestle in the first place, once they put yeah. her in the ring, they sort of were like, okay, there's a there's a shelf life for this. But then, so then, so her last match was with Lita. She vacated the title and she was still around. She was still employed for a couple months, but by, I think it was November, she was gone. Yep. And it was, you know, she had said, oh, it was the whole thing with um, Stephanie and Triple H. And supposedly she had gone and talked to Vince about Stephanie and Vince sent her home. And I don't believe that. You'd have to be nuts to do that. You'd have to be completely insane. Absolutely. Yeah, go, what are you going to do? Go, you're going to go complain to Vince about his fucking daughter? Like, what's he supposed to do? Send <laughs> his daughter fucking home? Yeah, Because right. you? Yeah. you can't fucking deal with seeing her there? You know what I mean? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and at um, this point, Stephanie's already an established on-screen character. Like, what? fuck yeah, off. We're not like, riding her off the show. Yeah, yeah, no fucking way, dude. No fucking way. Right. So I don't think that... I mean, maybe it did happen. Maybe China was that crazy, but that just is nuts if she did that. Yeah, that doesn't sound right to me. She did definitely because JR confirmed this. I think her sister said it, but I, and JR confirmed it. She wanted... Um, so her contract was up, and she wanted a million-dollar guarantee. And JR called that unrealistic. And this is part of the Pandora's box they opened with her, I believe. Like, no, she's not worth a million dollars because you're not going to put her in these major programs that draw money. It, it is what it is. Um... But they made her one of the faces of the company. Like I said, she was on the cover of TV Guide. So you can see why China would think she's worth that kind of money. She was a Playboy. TV appearances. She was a Playboy. Right. She was a huge. When you say that now, like Playboy in the 90s was Mm -hmm. fucking huge. Like that was a a, a milestone in a lot of people's careers was just being in Playboy. Like in 2023, what the fuck is Playboy? Like gives a shit. But back then, like that was a big fucking deal. Right, it was. It was a huge deal. Like you were, yeah. If you were any type of celebrity, even a very low level celebrity, you were. You're going to be on Entertainment Tonight and shit like that yes. to promote your. Yes. Yeah, it was very. Playboy so was very mainstream. She was as mainstream as Stone Cold and The Rock were at this point. I would say even Agreed. more mainstream than Undertaker. Like she would be Agreed. as far as like people who don't oh, watch yeah. wrestling. She was probably the third most recognizable person in the company. 
But yeah, a million dollars, she's not going to draw that. So of course they're not going to pay her that, but you can also see why she'd expect that money. Yep. So it turned into a tricky situation and she, she left. It's almost like it, I get the feeling like both parties gave their numbers and decided not to negotiate. It just feels that way. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess sort of. I mean, she put up yeah. her demand and they said no. And I think that was sort of it. Yeah. yeah I, I, don't I, think she... I never heard of any counteroffer. Like, okay, you're starting here. Let's see where we can meet in the middle. Yeah. Like, tr- yeah. Try I've to never heard that middle. conversation. Million dollars. Okay. You're not going to give a million dollars. Give give me nine. Let Okay. Give me eight. Right. There seemed but to be it no. It was more like offer, offer. I, I reject it. See ya. There seemed to be no flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. And WCW is gone. Um, so what, but she's done some, like Adam said, she's done some, I think she'd already been on th- uh, third rock from the sun. So she's like, well, fuck it. Then I'm super famous. I'm just going to go do TV. And she left, she ended up going and I completely forgot about this. So I started reading about her. I forgot that she went to new Japan, um, for like a few, like a year or so, something like that. Not, not very long. Um, Anoki brought her in and Anoki was always into kind of gimmicky stuff. Like, um, right. he would have MMA shit and he had the fucking great Antonio shit like that. So he would do yeah. stuff like that. So I think he saw China. He probably also, he probably liked that. He found someone with a bigger chin than him. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't doubt he has a soft spot for her because of that. But, um, Dude. so she, Jay Leno was too expensive <laughs> because he also has wrestling history. He does, right. yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Leno wasn't flying to Japan. <laughs> I can't drive there in one of my expensive cars. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. I'm gonna just yeah. uh, stick around and do my headlines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do some jaywalking. Yeah. Twenty years later, one of those cars almost kills him. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. So she had a she had a match with a woman boxer and she won in the first round by a TKO, which Jesus. I need to I need to look that up on um uh, YouTube. I did I didn't get a chance to look it up. I hope it's on there because I would love to see her in a boxing match. Didn't she do, did she ever do celebrity boxing? I don't think she did. Right. Ooh, I hope not. That's... Yeah, I don't think she did. Celebrity I boxing. She, I don't think she did, but I could get the confusion because I think she did voice celebrity deathmatch. That might mm. be what I'm thinking of celebrity yeah, deathmatch. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Actually, I would have paid to watch her fight Screech. That would have been entertaining. Oh, that would have been great. She beat the fuck out of Screech, dude. (laughs) I don't know, man. I think that would have been a good fight. Well, they could do a sex tape after, too. Hmm. Hmm. Right? (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. um, (laughs) I mean, she wasn't above it, so. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They both both were down. Yeah. Um. The, her last match was um, she tag teamed she teamed with a fake uh, Muda to wrestle Tanahashi and Kenzo Suzuki, and um, they a lost fake Muda, a, a fake great Muda, yeah, like somebody it was his name it was like some uh, like American dude I, I should have written his name oh, down the it was fake American Muda, dude. yeah, a or maybe Muda? not American dude but like a white dude, you know what I mean? Could have been English or Canadian or something, Whoa. but uh, you know what I mean? It was like some guy named like fucking Joey Balls or whatever. Um, hmm. As as Muda and yeah, they lost. I'm not sure. I couldn't really see if see if she um, beat any of the dudes, but I would kind of be surprised. Like I don't know those. You know how Japan is. Like those, I don't see any of those dudes after washing guys' backs in the dojo lining up to fucking carry her through a match and lose to her. 
no matter how cool she looked. You know what I mean? Right. That's just my guess based on what I know of Japanese wrestling. You know what I mean? Right, right. They're more traditional and yeah, that shit ain't happening. Yeah, and a lot of those knuckleheads who do the goofy shit like, um, what's his name? Uh, Michael Nakazawa, you know. I don't think they were around then. Like that would have been the, you know, someone like that would have done it, but fucking, um, yeah. Um, Kenzo Suzuki's not doing it. Uh, no, (laughs) no, (laughs) right. Just no. Yeah. And then the last we saw of her in wrestling was she went to TNA for about a month and she did an angle with Kurt Angle. Taking on Jeff and Karen Jarrett, which is this kind of shit that made me stop watching TNA right around that time. Yeah. You know, that was right about when I tuned out and I, I actually didn't even see her. I missed I missed that because I was not watching that at that point. Adam, did you just... see that? Uh, I didn't I didn't see the match, but I think I was watching around the time that this happened. Got it. OK. Yeah. And that was it for her for wrestling. And then she kind of just became like a character. You know what I mean? She sort of went into like Iron Sheik territory. She was almost like the original Iron Sheik. You know yeah. what I mean? Where she was just reality kind of famous. show appearances. Yes, reality shows. Yeah, she used to go on the Howard Stern show a lot. She was like practically a whack packer, like chic, like she was a semi regular on there. Um, and it's kind of went. Like, I don't want to talk too much about her becoming a mess because I want this to be more about like how great she was than rather yeah. how much of a mess she was. But um, especially listening to her on Howard, you could kind of hear every time she came on there, she sounded worse and worse and less coherent. And you're like, and there's geez. videos out there of it too that back that up. And it's yeah, just, it's and she sad, like, man. Yeah. She like took her clothes off and went in a fish tank and like a, uh, a restaurant or something, you know, yeah. she just got nutty and you know, part of it, I think it was like a Anna Nicole situation. She hooked up with that manager. That manager was a junkie. And I think he was keeping, yeah, it's almost it's like an seen, enabler. Yes, an enabler or even like, I don't know what's the word for worse than an enabler, like a facilitator. You know what I mean? Like he would. Yeah. I think he might have been keeping her fucked up. Yeah. You know, because he yeah. was make because she was doing conventions and shit like that. And he's taking a cut. So I think he was sort of um, manipulating her and keeping her fucked up. And it, it and her Twitter went crazy. Like her last couple, like. I was like, dude, when I found out she died, um, I was like, yeah, I fucking saw that coming about a month ago from reading her tweets because her tweets got completely erratic. And you're like, this is someone who's not well. Someone needs to go fucking put her somewhere and keep an eye on her. Um, It was really sad the way it turned out. Um, And I'm sure it was, you know, I'm sure it was that guy. I'm sure it was also she never ended up having the Hollywood career she thought she was going to, you know, like she left WWE, never went back and was never... Never got to that next level of fame. Never made any real money, you know, yeah, like she could have. And but that just made it worse. Like I'm sure Vince would have brought her back at some point. If yeah, she, she never got that time. redemption story. She never got the redemption story. Exactly. It, yeah, you're exactly it, right. That's yeah. That's, it sucks, man. Yeah, it does. When you think about it, because how awesome would it have been if a healthy, fit China showed up in WWE in like 2015? You know, yeah. imagine the shit she could have done, especially like the original in, trailblazer secretly put her in NXT for a few months because she was never the greatest worker because she was inexperienced, but put her down there with some real training, you know, for a few months and don't tell anyone, keep it under wraps. And then she shows up and fucking, um, she shows up and, um, chokes out Sasha Banks. You know what I mean? Uh, Like she did to Marlena, something like that. And this is right before, like you hit 2015 right on the head, dude, because that's right before the women's division became what it is today. That's like why that's I said 2015. Right when it started. Yeah, that it's really started to blow up then. And China would have been the perfect spearhead 
to bring all of that in and start putting these women over and helping mm-hmm. them. Like it, it, it would have been a tremendous redemption angle. And as a wrestling fan, I would have loved to have seen it because it feels like China was such a bright star and yeah. it just burned out too soon. And we, I, I don't feel as a fan that I got enough of China for what could have been in the WWE. I mean, yeah, yes, she's I think a Hall right. of Famer. Yeah, she's a Hall of Famer but it's, and it's well-deserved. But mm-hmm. there was still so much more of that story to be written in the WWE. And it's sad as a fan that I never and that we never got that. Yeah, right. It, should, it could. It was it, as good as it was. It could have been much better. Much better. Yes, there was still more story to be told. Yeah, like, yeah. She developed like a bit of sass uh, around the time of winning, uh, winning the women's title and really coming into her own identity. Uh, yes. Even sporting a... C9 athletic wear that uh, yeah pretty much just creating her no- her own name of it even when she beat Ivory uh, like just after cool. really after just Go beating ahead. Ivory uh, dropping her looking at the camera yeah I just did that what are you gonna do about it yep. I would have yep. loved I would have loved to see her, like, around the time uh, Bailey with her ding-dong. Like, okay, prick, what are you trying to... What are you trying to do? Because she could still be doing that today. She could still be doing all of that today with the character that she established back then that would still play today. And it would still have an impact on the fans and the audience. And it just... It sucks, man. It really sucks that that bright star just burned out so quick. Yeah, totally. And and you could have had her, like... um, Nia Jax was there. Um, we could have had China Potato Nia, Nia Jax for no reason. Um, but you, but so we had great. some, yeah. But we had some believable. You know, now you've got some women in the division who would be believable. You got Charlotte, who's big. You had Nia. You've got you got um, Rhea, Rhea in China, now dressing that. like her, or and Raquel Gonzalez. You know, like yeah, so tall yeah, she, and jacked and can move like her. She would fit in great right now. And it's, or even and in the late 2000s that, with like Natalia and uh, Beth Phoenix. Oh, toe-to-toe with either of them. There you go, Natalia. Fantastic fucking match. Could have so back it up, Yeah, back it up 15 years and you'd have her with that. That would have been, because she would have been younger then. She'd be in her 50s now, but 2015, you're talking eight years ago, she would have been in her mid-40s. That's not too old. Right. You know, that's 20 years younger than Jericho. Uh, yeah, exactly. Even if she but, wasn't wrestling, she could definitely mentor them. Yeah, but there's multiple iterations of the women's division over the last 20 years or so where she could have fit in at any point mm-hmm. and made an impact. Yeah, And totally. even today still could be an on-screen personality, could be an NXT helping the women, and yeah, yeah. It, yeah. awful story, man. Awful it, story. It is, it's it's yeah. sad. It, it is definitely a dark side of the ring. It's a dark side of drunk wrestling history we just turned right. into. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Gone Let's try to bring soon. up the mood a little bit. Uh, TV appearances. Uh, I was just going to do that. Thank you, Adam. Oh. Go ahead. Or, uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Mm-hmm. Alien Fury, which was a TV movie. Pacific Blue. Uh, Beggars and Choosers. And a few few other random ones but the one that really stands out to me is an appearance on whose line is it anyway oh nice i didn't I, know she did that i didn't yeah. know that either what one episode yeah hmm. and then do you want to take care of uh her other movies in her career um i only have a couple did you say she was on the surreal life oh no she but was she was on the surreal life like with many gen- 
Um, with Mindy which, and Vern Troyer and Gary Coleman. All yeah, and I should to, I should have mentioned together. that earlier. Right, I should have mentioned yeah. that before we got into this because that she was a complete mess on there. Um, ah, she was yeah. in a movie with Anna Nicole, ironically called Illegal Aliens, and she was in a Seven Dust video for the song Enemy. Which, when you said earlier something about the song, I'm going to end the show with, and I already had something picked out. That's what I'm ending the show with tonight. Nice. And I kind of started thinking about it, right? She had a great look, especially, you know, she got some facial surgery and everything. Like, China in, like, 2001 was hot. Oh, um, dude. Yeah. Right? Like oh, that's yeah. What she, was in, she wasn't in Playboy because she because she was famous. She was a play. You know, she was hot. Um, so she ended up... So now she's huge, and she actually toned, like, uh, slimmed down. She wasn't as big by then. You know, she had dropped some weight, um, yeah. but was still ripped. Great look for, like, action movies. Um her promos were usually pretty bad, except for the stuff with Eddie. That was she that just worked well. So maybe as an actress, she wouldn't have been very good. Um, but you know, I don't know if she took acting classes or lessons or anything, but maybe she could have learned to be better. But I thought she should have had Michelle Rodriguez's career. She should have been yeah. like the badass chick in, in every movie. Like Michelle Rodriguez has that that role, like monopolized in Hollywood, right? Like she's in Resident yes. Evil, she was in SWAT, she's in the, uh, the uh, Fast and the Furious movies. That could have been China instead. Um, uh, dude, nailed Interesting. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yes. she could have had that role in Hollywood and been loaded by now. And I have no idea how close she ever came to it. I don't know if she was a complete wreck by the time she was even trying to do stuff like that or what. I really don't know why it didn't happen. Other than, like I said, her promos typically weren't the greatest. So, you know, but... Give her less of a role. I mean, it's not like Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez isn't fucking Meryl Streep. Right. You know, right. she's got place. a look and she fits a spot. But there's yeah. that they've written a part for. So, yeah. So there's, she could yeah. have been, that could have been there's her. That could have been China. for that niche crowd and she could definitely yeah. appeal to them. Yeah. So that was kind of where I was like, damn, like that's what, that's what she should have ended up doing. She but, definitely would have ended up in the Expendables. Oh, hell yeah. That would have been awesome. Damn. She'd yeah. be the female in the Expendables. Totally. Yeah. She yeah. could rip people apart. Yep. Yes, literally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a couple years later, she definitely would have been in a WWE produced movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, they would have, she would have been like right. the Marine or some shit, like yeah. instead of the Miz. <laughs> and, Ceno uh, Evil 3 starring China. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a Ceno Evil 2, was there? I think there was. Who was in that? Then Kane again. Okay. Oh, fuck. I got to watch that. I'm See, almost positive there was a sequel. I got to check that out. Ceno Evil was cool. That was a good movie. Adam, can you fact check me, please? I'm, I'm sorry. On it. No Their Evil early there movies were no cool. Evil 2 with Kane. Okay. There you I'm go. gonna check that out because I like the first one a lot. I did I mean, too, dude. From yes. the year of Guilty our Lord, 2014. I mean, I wish we would have gotten I wish we would have gotten to see his 18 inch dick that Vince wanted in the movie, but what are you gonna do? Hmm. You didn't know that? You're looking at me like you didn't know that. I, I had no idea. Vince wanted the story was that Vince wanted Kane to have some giant dick in the movie. Like I don't know how it was gonna come how it was gonna be shown, you know, how you would gonna get to well, instead see of him throwing that hook he would have been throwing his dick you're throwing like his a fucking dick. lasso <laughs> like wonder woman with her lasso or some shit like fucking roping people <laughs> slapping him in the face with it yeah. <laughs> ruthless aggression multiple deep throatings <laughs> <laughs> impaling people deep throatings i don't know if i have a sound effect for that uh no that's not very good i'll work on a jousting that. scene <laughs> oh my god man he's riding a horse <laughs> <laughs> oh my god 
I did a visual, right? I didn't know Kane's giant dick was going to set you off. You're speaking very passionately right now about this. There's so many possibilities. (laughs) If you had Kane's dick in your bingo card of the episode about China. Someone's mounting a camera on him. It's affectionately referred to as Katie Dick. (laughs) (laughs) This shit went off the rails. What the fuck? All right, Adam, wrap it up. <laughs> I think th- I think that just made the intro for next season. <laughs> oh, my, oh my god, dude! <laughs> also, uh, really quick, want to point out uh, six movies that you can watch: One Night in China, Another Night in China, Backdoor to China, Avengers XXX, a porn parody. China's Queen of the Ring and She-Hulk XXX, a porn parody. I just found out about the She-Hulk one of like earlier this year. I had no idea. Have you seen that? Like she's painted um, like She-Hulk. Am I was, supposed to answer this a... honestly? No, I haven't seen that, dude. No, never. <laughs> Wait, she did porn. Um, it was a it was a sight to see. It was something. What are you guys doing after? What do we? What do you, when we're done here? Do you want to do a watch along of it? <laughs> Yeah, keep the cameras up. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, Adam, let's wrap this up. On, go on. on that note, before it's we late. get too excited. Yeah, All let's right. finish. That takes care of our episode all about the ninth wonder of the world, China. Who would also enter with uh, a firework bazooka? That oh, was fucking cool. How badass is that? Was that was cool. That was fucking that was cool. cool. Everyone had like f- their floor pyro or fire, whatever. She like, no, I'm in control of it. <laughs> awesome. That takes care of our episode all about Joni Lauer, the ninth wonder of the world, China. What'd you think of this episode? And what what memories do you have uh, of her when you were watching wrestling? Please let us know on our social media platforms Instagram, threads, uh, TikTok, and mainly on Twitter. Please tell your family, friends, heels, and faces to like, share, and subscribe to our show. And uh, please leave us reviews uh, so that we can keep this drunk wrestling adventure going. On behalf of Scott and Eddie, I'm at reminding all of you to enjoy buzz. Watch wrestling responsibly. Drink like nobody's watching. And we will see you all next week in our following week of our half-assed WrestleMania X7 month. See y'all later. One, two, three. China Hall of Fame, goddammit. Dive. R.I.P. Mamacita. <laughs> <laughs>